Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Your golf game starts with Edwin Watts Golf Shop. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. All right, good morning. Welcome in. We are The Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, brought to you by the Rack of Lamb, Russell's Reserve Bourbon, Kessler Prime, and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Um, may want to go with some barbecue shrimp, too, to uh, pair with that uh, good bourbon or, or the steak. KesslerPrime.com. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601 601- 707-3750. Twitter handle at Bo Bounds. Give us a follow on Twitter. Say hello. And then uh, what was Mississippi Ag and is now Ag Up Equipment. Your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We'll have Steve Palazzolo um on at 8 30 looking forward to that we've got four games this weekend i can't wait two on saturday two on sunday and i love the time slots for the divisional round it makes me very very happy we've got the bills at the chiefs and uh, blake is rooting for his 49ers against the green bay packers at lambeau that's going to be Super duper cold. Um, you still got Tom Brady in the playoffs. Unbelievable. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You've got some really, 
really good quarterbacks, SEC flavor too. And then you've got uh, Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's trying to drive them to the AFC championship game a year removed from a devastating injury. This is right. one heck of a story of Joe Burrow and uh, and Jamar Chase. And, and Cincinnati's head coach looks like he's 19 years old. Um, so it's kind of wild. Uh, he and the San Diego Chargers coach uh, fighting for uh, who doesn't look like they're um, – drink of drinking age but that's that's what we're looking at in the nfl and i love the kickoff times on saturday you can get some crawfish from mud bugs and some Modelo or corona premiere and have yourself a nice little time mid-afternoon uh that's that's the crawfish game both on saturday and sunday perfect mid-afternoon kick and uh that, that'll take you into the you can call it late afternoon early evening divisional round games so the happy hour. There game. you go. Right. Um, it, it's exciting weekend as a lifelong Bengals fan to be here finally. And, well, I knew you were. Yeah. You may even get a Bengal tiger. Yeah, there you tattoo. Go. There you go. You know, <laughs> who Kendall, knows? Kendall what, says, what if we actually have a, a, a order of Cincinnati Bengals pullover? Let's do it. That'd be crazy. Let's do it. Yeah. Joe Burrow jersey or Joe Burrow jersey. That's right. Yeah. I, I, see, I forget that that's, that's the right mindset at the NFL level. Yeah, it's all about the jersey. At, at the college level, it's more about a pullover yep. or a golf shirt. Yep. At the NFL level, it's more about a jersey. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You see a ton of jerseys in college, in NFL stadiums all day, every day. Yeah. And on Sundays around here. I mean, you go, yeah. to, oh, you, yeah. you go to bars or sports yeah. bars, Absolutely. people have jerseys on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing to do in the NFL. It's sure. just how you wear your colors. I mean, you, obviously, you, like you said, if you go to a Saints game, and I've been to a ton of them, I mean, they've got all kinds of Drew Brees and, you know, Michael Thomas yeah. and Kamara and yeah. so on jerseys left and right. And yeah. women wear them, too. Uh, they look better than men in them. Um, but, you just uh, stop that without the in them part. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing is, it's like a, it's kind of a rite of passage almost to wear older jerseys too. It's like a cool to be like in your forties or fifties and be like, "Here's my jersey from like I'm wearing a Ladanian Tomlinson jersey at a Chargers game because I was a fan when Ladanian Tomlinson was here." Sure, so I have this old jersey. Twenty-one, or I'm wearing a Warren Moon. You know, there's all these different Ooh, things you can I want be wearing. A yeah, throwback Warren Moon jersey. Yeah, so from, it, from not, I want it from not the Vikings. I want it the from Oilers. the Houston yeah. Oilers. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. Baby blue, red, and white. Yeah. yeah, all yeah day. That was ter- it was so terrible, it was good. They were elite yeah. uniforms. I think he was number seven. No, he's number one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Numero- Why did I have seven? Who know? He's number one. Okay, go we ahead. We were talking about Steve Young earlier. He wasn't number seven, but we were just, just thinking about Warren Moon. We were talking about players who run and players play who, quarterback. Players who, for different reasons, didn't get to play as much as they should have. But, yeah. All right. Um, so let me go over it real quick. Bengals Titans, three thirty CBS Saturday. Who you got? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do show. Yeah, party. yeah. Uh, 49ers Packers is the night game. That's Ugh. the steak and bourbon game. Russell's reserve. They've got the rye and the ten year and all kinds of good stuff. Can they both lose that game? <laughs> we have no one win. Yeah, that. you don't like either I one of those teams. I hate the Packers. You I do hate hate the Packers. You know, I cannot stand the Packers. You may need some therapy. Because there's a on bunch that. of pseudo garbage Packers fans around here because of Brett Favre, and it just infuriates me. Wow. Ugh. Get, don't get me wrong. You're taking up today. the gloves off this morning. Yeah, I'll look. Mm. 
I mean, tell me how you really feel about Aaron Rodgers. Packers fans or Brett Favre. Packers fans Brett and Saints Favre. fans. You hear me? Get that guy drunk. I bet he fights everybody. I mean, so you're not a cheesehead. No, I do love boar's head cheese. So you're in that man. in that way, I'm a cheesehead. Uh, okay. But no, I'll never cheer for the green and gold. Okay, so 49ers at the Packers on Saturday night. Again, that's your that's your steak and bourbon game, and then. Um, on Sunday, we got a 2 o'clock kick. Love that time slot. Rams at the Buccaneers. They'll have good weather. And then Bills at the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon, early evening. There yes, you go. Sir. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, sir. Early in the day, you get some SEC flavor with Matt Stafford from Georgia going against Michigan alum Tom Brady. Who's going to take Jim Harbaugh's job when he takes the Las Vegas Raiders gig? Is it going to be Luke Fickle? Lane Kiffin? From Cincinnati? Does Lane Train want to go to Ann Arbor? No. No. And Michigan wouldn't hire Lane Kiffin. You don't know like They're they're nope. Okay. Um, it'd be a good hire, They're by the way. incorrect about this, but they look at themselves as better than... What Lane Kiffin's like past what and everything, yeah. Kind of like what we've witnessed the last two years with COVID yeah. on the east it's and west coast. It's what we've witnessed the last eighty years with college football. Right, right. No, I, I get, I get that kind of, yeah, that that kind of arrogance. Yeah. They um, should, they would be, entitlement. they would be better with him than with a lot of other. Oh, people he would they, be a good hire. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, because their 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 offense is so archaic. Lane would would run something that the Big Ten doesn't run, and you drop that modern Baylor offense up there. And Lane would hurt some people's yeah. feelings. No, Lane would be better. I actually don't. Lane Train. I don't think Josh Gaddis, their offensive coordinator, who is from Alabama, I don't think he's as bad as some of the things they've had to deal. I think Harbaugh's he's ability a, to get a QB has been awful. I think, and I think Harbaugh medals, just like Deion Sanders at J Cho- State, chokes it down. Cur- yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Kirby Smart choking yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, little yeah. old school. Little, if, if I can do it, I want to take the air out of the yeah. ball. Little look, I want it Stanford this way, so I can win at right. Michigan this way. Right. Yeah, and, and he's he'll just always have. You know that that yeah. Bo Schimbeckler lineage but in him. You and I said Whereas this. Whereas Lane's like, I'm from the West Coast, somewhat. I mean, I know Monty moved around, but he's just got more of a creative, you know, aggressive, innovative, yeah, type approach on the offensive side. Yeah, I mean, no look doubt. what it's still one of the most remarkable stories in the history of college football. I mean, Mike Leach is remarkable for what all he did. Lane, the Lane's ability to make over time, Saban open it up on that side of the football is one of the most remarkable stories in the history of college football because Nick Saban was big West Virginia, Big Ten, Kent State, Michigan State, Michigan, well, and Jim Beckler, Woody Hayes. I mean, he was cut from all that. How influential a decision it was and like what Lane Kiffin's legacy on college football could be because who knows where all those titles go if Saban isn't updated and winning. That's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe he has two less. Dabo has more. Urban has some at Ohio State. Who knows who's winning them? Yeah, that's a great point. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the great stakes at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, fueled by Fleetway Market. Whether you're on the road to the tailgate or headed up to hunting camp, stop by Fleetway Market to fuel up the car and the cooler today.
Good morning. Welcome in the Out of Bounds Show. Jackson Dart to Ole Miss, Oklahoma, or BYU? He is enjoying the uh, recruitment process. Oh, I love it. Jackson Dart. JT Daniels in the uh, transfer portal out of Georgia. He never really got going there. It just didn't. It didn't happen at Southern Cal. It didn't happen at Georgia. Uh, you ain't going to beat Mr. Rance Dressen now. You know, it ain't gonna I mean, Stetson Bennett the fourth is Stetson Bennett the fourth. So I, I don't know what to really do with JT Daniels. Um, he's probably overvalued, will be overvalued on the market, can play a little bit. Um, not special, not bad. Could upgrade your QB room. Maybe it's a push. I mean, there's all... It looks like a lot of variables there, but really has no uh, big chunk of playing time to get, I guess, all, all hot and bothered about. But because he signed with Southern Cal, you know, again, it's like first-round pick in the NFL draft at QB. Even if you're trending the wrong way, you still got that, you know, you still have that juice around your name for longer than other guys. So, I don't know. JT Daniels in the portal. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, coming back to Georgia. Uh, Blake says that he's going to be the rush chairman for not one fraternity, but for 14 of them. Yeah. And he's all he's going to do is wear a toga in Athens. And if he wants to go to the – oh, Blake and I pulled up the Athens Country Club last week, their site, and uh, it's a beautiful club, by the way. Their clubhouse is very, very nice, and, and uh, restaurant and bar and some of the shots of their golf course. Um, and I think if I'm Stetson Bennett, the fourth, Obviously, he'll have a lifetime membership, but um, why not just wear a toga from now until you're done at Georgia? That's yeah, it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you can be elite. He is. It, Stetson Bennett the fourth is elite. There's no doubt. Because he won a – don't you love what – I mean, that not that what we do as guys? It is accurate. If you win if you win a title, you're elite. Even I mean, though you're not, yeah. well, who would you want? Stetson Bennett or Bryce Young? Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Young couldn't even win. Right. What a loser. Right. I mean, Matt Corral – only went 10 and 2 yeah. at Ole Miss. What a loser. I mean, you know, the guy's yeah. best, biggest playmaker yeah. in college football, but Stetson Bennett the fourth. Uh, isn't, that, isn't, that the, isn't that the the new doctrine that we set in place, firmly right. in place post it's, Michael Jordan? It's championships or bust. Stetson baby. Bennett the fourth has to be better than Bryce Young and Matt Championships Corral. or bust. Love it. You remember the, the listener that would tell us that, uh, um, who was the quarterback in 2014 or 2015? I think it was Blake Sims and then... Coker? Coker was better than Dak. Yeah. Because Coker had won a title. That's well, what it was. Hey, facts don't lie. Facts don't lie. Dude, it is, four, it is what it is. You know, over over Bryce Young and Matt Corral. All day. Post-Michael Jordan, that is the way we, uh, we roll. Dan, you know, <laughs> Dan Marino didn't win a championship, so these guys that have won it in the 2000s... Listen, um, give me give me uh, Brad Johnson over Dan Marino Nick any, Foles, any day Joe of the Flacco, week. Any day know, of the week. Even Eli. Come on now. Um, hey, that's Mr. Two-Time. Out of Bounds, brought to you by Bank Plus. It's more than a name. It's a promise. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. <laughs> Welcome in. Show is brought to you by the spray and bedliners and lift kits at Rick's Pro Truck in Gluckstadt and Flowood. And then you've got RPT Commercial in Pearl by the airport across from Miss Kelly Sleep Store. Um, we're giving away 
uh, a couple of $25 gift certificates to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue today. So you can go smash an unbelievable cheeseburger with some onion rings and a cold beer, Miller Lite, Coors Light, whatever you want to do. Steven opened a Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. It's now B3. It was Burgers and Blues. He opened up a new Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison on Main Street, and they took over a beautiful building. It's, uh, it's, it's eclectic. It's got a lot of character. It's what you want. It's super local, which local restaurants drive this show. And um, check it out. Smash a cheeseburger, onion rings, or they serve breakfast six mornings a week. You can do a honey butter chicken biscuit at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. We're giving away two $25 gift certificates, and we're doing this around um, Tattoo Gate. You, you can do on best tech, tattoo, anything like that. I do want to see more of these hilarious. When we got into that conversation, it made me laugh. Okay. Hilarious tattoos, whether it's for college, any sports-related tattoo, for you, for your rival. I mean, I can't. that's the one thing I don't understand, these people, and I've seen it in the NFL and I've seen it in college, where you get a tattoo that takes a shot at your rival program, yeah, but like then you have your rival program tattooed on your body. That's weird. Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I'm more of a let's celebrate yourself and not worry about the other team type person when it comes to the tattoos. Are you going to tell them how? Just text in. Yes, and in, on on one of the topics, yes. the tattoo topic may get you to the front of the line. It might. <laughs> You'll win a twenty. Uh, that's how you enter. You may not win. That's how you enter. We'll pick a couple of winners at the end. Uh, two twenty-five dollar gift certificates to B three Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison and Brandon. All right, now Jim Harbaugh to the Las Vegas Raiders. So now this looks to be trending towards the Raiders. Um, he did a great job in at at Michigan. He finally punched his ticket on what he wanted which was a a win over Ohio State and a college football playoff. They're not going to win the national championship with the way they're, you know, made up. Um, So they, like, peak is what they did this past year, which is an amazing, I mean, Harbaugh and, and that staff of coaches did a remarkable job this year doing what they did. So if he leaves to go to the Las Vegas Raiders, where, Blake, he worked for a year, they were the Oakland Raiders then, in like 03 or 04, and he got to know Al Davis then was alive. Mark Davis, his son, was there. Um, Now Mark Davis is running the team, and um, we'll see. Is that an automatic Luke Fickle from Cincinnati to Michigan type deal? Because he's in the Midwest, he's an Ohio State alum. Uh, you know, I think he maybe want you know wanted the Notre Dame job, timing college football playoff. Notre Dame wanted to promote from within immediately for, I guess, players on the roster and recruiting. So they go with Marcus Freeman, the DC. Um, do they go Luke Fickle or do they, do they look for someone else out there? That's a great question. Is where does Michigan rank in job openings? You know, we had some elite jobs open this year, like LSU, Southern Cal, high Notre level, Dame, Oklahoma, Florida. Yeah, I mean, those are high. You're Miami. Talking, you're talking about. I mean, those are real, some are some are Southern Cal and LSU are off the charts. All of those are top twenty-five jobs, though. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about all are top. 15 top you're 20. talking about nearly half of the top 20 jobs in the country basically opened up 
Michigan and definitely. And can you believe that coaches left? It, it still rocked those two fan bases. That Oklahoma. I mean, can you imagine yeah. Notre Dame arrogance built up over the last 60 years? But, yeah. But Notre Dame and uh, Oklahoma to lose their sitting head coaches to other college football programs. Which they just don't consider possible. They don't. Yeah. They can't. They've had too much success. Yeah. Imagined or otherwise. Well, when mama pats you on the back that much, how can you believe anything else? Right. You know? And so to, you, you're you asking, where does Michigan fall? Michigan's a top 20 job. But, but when it's the back right, it is it is a top 15 job. Ooh, but is it? Yeah. Only because of the ba- fan base that they operate in. Their win ability is not top fifteen, is it? Well, they just went to the college football playoff. But they've beaten Oklahoma, Oregon. Uh, they've beaten Ohio State once out of fourteen, once out of thirteen. Yeah. Realistically, over the last twenty years, they're like three and seventeen. They could slip more if they don't get this right. Har- Harbaugh did an amazing job. Yeah, Harbaugh's the ceiling in the last forty years. Other than Lloyd Carr doing that nineteen ninety seven thing. Yeah, splitting the 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 natty with. Yeah, this one was actually earned. Though. Was That's it? the thing. Unlike Lloyd Carr. Yeah. Oh, wow. You just said that out loud. You threw the Packers under the bus earlier, and now Michigan I'll Wolverines. The, I'll back the bus up over the Packers. What if Aaron gets his second Lombardi trophy? Well, he's, he's 0-4 in his last four NFC title games, so we'll see. All right. I'm pulling for him. Plus, he's driven the media crazy this year. Gotta love him. Uh, Palazzo coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop. Visit their two locations, I-55 in Jackson and on the res for your premium cigar needs. Only at Havana Smoke Shop. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. All right, your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Uh, any age, any sport, any injury, they've got you covered. New Surgery Center Clinic, Lakeland Drive, Flowood, MississippiSportsMedicine.com. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We are the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Our guests join us on the uh, Corona Premier Guest Line. We welcome in Steve Palazzolo. Senior analyst, pro football focus. He's got he's got the pod. They're covering everything NFL. PFF.com. So you're a Florida Gator fan? How did this happen? Yeah, I mean I'm from I'm from the Boston area, so we don't really have I'm not really rooting for BC or anything like that. So <laughs> in the nineties I just jumped on the Danny Werfel Florida bandwagon and I've been a, a Gator fan ever since. I'm not like full jorts and gator tattoos. I heard what you guys were talking about. I know. Okay. But uh just, just root for the Gators, yeah. Who's your favorite Gator, Tebow, Warfel, or someone else? Oh, give me Warfel, yeah, because he was the guy. He got me hooked. I'm a pass game guy, so I'm not really a power QB. Well, that's power a good point. Guy, so. yeah. Tebow was yeah. a fullback playing quarterback. Fair enough. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I loved Warfel though. That was they were fun, fun and gun. All right. Um, yeah, we were debating Florida, you know, Gator tattoos in Florida earlier in the show. And uh, if they trumped Alabama with the A, you know, the A the, um, yeah. tattoos, but we weren't really sure. I'm how. not going to get kicked off the weekly hit now, right? Because of that? No, you know, you're good. No, you're yeah. getting kicked off for your Dak takes. <laughs> well, 
They're coming. They're All right, coming well, let's too. jump right in. Uh, assess Dak, the Cowboys, Kellen Moore, everything on the offense over the weekend before we get into more fun stuff of the games that are going on this weekend. Everything was bad. Blow it all up. I was wrong. Kellen Moore is not good. Dak's not Nobody's good in Dallas. Um, I, so I do think, Dak, first off, Dak calling out the refs. I know he apologized, but uh, I think that was wrong. I think that was off. I think the refs actually were okay in this whole situation. Uh, we'll talk about the QB draw deal in a minute. But I think the bottom line is Dak underachieved here in the second half of the season, whether it was him or Kellen Moore. And I know I've, I've been a Kellen Moore advocate on the show here, but I, I, I think my, I think where I'm landing right now, as far as this offense is, they did end up underachieving. I don't think Kellen Moore is a disaster. I don't think he's as bad as maybe Scott Linehan, but maybe he's not elevating the offense either. And, you know, I think the, the Cowboys have to go back and figure out what happened offensively during the second half of the season here, because there's Jerry Jones. is I'm kind of in the Jerry Jones world of like hey we built a really good team here we should be winning and uh they're not so something something has to change okay uh i want to read this to you and i want you to um agree or disagree with it um chris sims you may have seen this on uh kellen moore he said dallas is a sticks team they run all their routes to the sticks there's zero creativity scott linehan 2.0 he said no crossing routes, pick plays, scheming guys open. It makes it impossible for Dak to succeed versus above-average defenses. You agree or disagree? I I make it a point to almost always disagree with Chris Sims. Historically, I very rarely land on the same side as Chris. I like Chris; he's fine. We've interacted. I don't completely agree there because you know what's funny is Troy Aikman basically said the opposite, right? Troy Aikman, and I'm I not saw saying that. either guy's right or wrong. Troy basically said, there's not enough, like, just go beat a guy. Uh, C.D. Lamb, just go win. Amari Cooper, just go win. Too much scheming. You know, I think there's always got to be a hybrid and a balance. When you're playing man coverage, yeah, you got to scheme it up. you got to run rub routes and let guys create separation. At other times, Dallas should just say, hey, we're, we're better. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and whoever the three is, whether it's Michael Gallup or Cedric Wilson, these dudes can win and Schultz can win. So I don't think it's a – I don't think it's this massive – schematic disaster in Dallas. But yeah, there's there's gotta be there has to be something. Something's gotta give there where there's a little bit more creativity. There's a little bit more, you know, let guys win one on one. But I don't think it's full, you know, where they were previously in the uh previous regime. So you don't buy in as 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 conservative as they wanted Dak to be the first few years under Garrett Linehan. Obviously Moore was there too. You do you feel like Kellen has opened it up enough for what y'all? Yeah, I, think, I, think, I mean, there's always there's always a little bit more room. There's always more room to grow. Like if you look at if you look at situations when teams are expected to run versus expected to pass, there are some good numbers out there. Not even our numbers at PFF, but which teams are passing above expectation? It's the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Bills, and the Chargers. I believe are the top four teams. So there's always room to grow, and I would say you'd, you'd want to be closer to that end of the spectrum. And that's like, okay, second and ten, watch the Bucks on Sunday. When they get the second and seven, eight, nine, they're almost never running the ball. They're like, all right, Brady, get in the gun, find the open man. We're going to pick up at least five here, right, which is a much more efficient play than But than Kellen is willing so, to run Zeke a lot of times during those 
those down in distances for yes. a yard or maybe two, Steve. Yeah. So, so again, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I don't, but Dallas isn't. They're not. Jason Garrett's on like the other end of that spectrum, and I think Dallas at one point was on the other end of that spectrum, where it was like, hey, here, this is a Zeke-driven team. It's not. I mean, they put the ball in Dak's hands and said, hey, go, go win games for us. And um, sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. But um, I still, you know, it, as we've talked about the Brady-Belichick split and a lot of this stuff, you know, over the last couple of years, the QB is still the biggest driver in this whole equation, right? And then the, the coach can, you know, elevate or, or, you know, suppress a little bit. But the QB is still the biggest driver. And I, I think Dak had plays to make in this game. So I'd still put a little bit more blame on, on your guy there. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, Pro Football Focus, joining us on uh, Divisional Week. All right, let's switch gears to what's happening uh, this weekend on the field. You mentioned that Cincinnati was partying like crazy, and they won a huge game. Now they go on the road down to Nashville, not far to play the Titans, what is it like in the city this week, Steve? It's it's more excitement and buzz. Again, I always, you know, I'm always on the road when I'm talking to you guys. I'm driving through the city again, and uh, you know, it's it's there's excitement because yeah, they won a game, but again, like I said last week, they believe that they can win games with Joe Burrow, right? They believe that he's their guy, and I think he proved it again last week. It's not that they lit up the scoreboard, but when they needed key plays, he's moving the chains. Jamar Chase is getting open. They've done a nice job of adding a ton of playmakers to that offense to make life easier for Burrow. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. I think they can go into Tennessee and, and get the win and go to the AFC Championship. I, th- I think it's certainly it's gonna, I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think the Bengals have a great shot. And there's definitely a belief in the city here that, uh, that Joe Burrow is the guy. Just like, just like Burrow brought hope to LSU. You know, his 2018 season, I don't think Burrow was great, but – he had some key fourth quarter comebacks and things where LSU fans were like, oh, boy, we just found our Tom Brady. I remember them saying that. And it didn't come to fruition until the following year when they had that ridiculous national championship run. But Burrow's been doing that in a couple places now, just bringing hope and belief to uh, wherever he goes. All right. Uh, the line's minus three and a half. I would actually take the points and the Bengals. How would you? I, I would, direction? too. I mean, I. It's, I'm having a tough time with the Titans all season because they're not as flashy. Like, they're the least flashy team out of all the, you know, they don't have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Burrow, right? But they're just a good overall team. I do think Mike Brable's kind of, I've called him maybe the next Mike Tomlin, you know, a guy that no matter what you give him is probably just going to find a way to, to win games throughout his tenure in Tennessee. Um, but, you know, maybe, so maybe I'm overrating the flash of the Bengals and what their passing attack has done in recent weeks. But, yeah, I would take – I like the Bengals as underdogs there. Um, but Tennessee is just a good overall team that's won a lot of big games this year. Um, so you give the head coaching – obviously the quarterback is – the nod is to Burrow. But you give the the head coach nod to Vrabel? Yeah. I mean, Zach Taylor's gotten a little bit better. You know, but it's, uh, that's the other vibe I'm getting around Cincinnati. I don't know if people are sold on Zach Taylor, and I, I'm not necessarily sold on him or not. You know, how much of it is just Burrow falling out and how much of it is Zach Taylor? He's The, the one big thing is they, they, they turned it over to Joe Burrow down the stretch. So good on Zach Taylor, kind of getting away from the, you know, run, run, pass, 
maybe mindset that they had earlier in the year. But I think Vrabel, they used over 90 players this year. NFL record, you know, they still had the number one seed. They had that stretch where they beat every good team in the league that was thrown at them, the Titans. And then uh, Vrabel's done some really good stuff with in-game decision-making, been a little bit more forward-thinking when it comes to that. So I, I do think, yeah, the Titans have the coaching advantage, and I really like what Vrabel's done in Tennessee overall. Let's go to uh, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, joining us on the Out of Bounds Show. Let's go to 49ers Packers. Um, boy, 49ers just took it to the Cowboys. Uh, physicality, coaching, um, and so on. So, I mean, the, the line is six. Um, are you going Rodgers at Lambeau? I mean, pull it away? How do you see this one? I mean, yeah, I was asked earlier today, like, which game could be the biggest blowout? I think it would be this one because okay. you've got – I don't know if the, the Niners as great as their defenses have been. Like, their defense has played well at times during the stretch, down the stretch here, but it might be the weakest defense left in the playoffs. Uh, it's probably between them and the Bengals. So, I think Rodgers will have his way as far as throwing the ball around. I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. Uh, you also have Nick Bosa maybe banged up. Fred Warner maybe banged up. And then Jimmy Garoppolo taking care of the football, right? I mean, it's the 49ers offense is just outstanding as far as playmakers go. Debo is incredible. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Juszczyk. They've just got all these unique playmakers, unique for their position. They're great in space. Kyle Shanahan schemes them into space. But Jimmy Garoppolo tried to throw the game away again on Sunday. So it comes down to that, right? Can Garoppolo not miss the key open throw. Like he did back-to-back key open throw. He misses the IU and then throws a pick. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of things I think the Packers make the Niners pay. So, yeah, I like the Packers. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win because they've got these ingredients, but it's really going to come down to Jimmy G, I think, taking care of the football. Uh, Buccaneers hosting the Rams. That's a three-point spread, minus three, Tampa Bay. Uh, I guess you're going Bucks and Brady and Arians? No, I mean I'm a you know I'm a Brady guy and everything. I I got a feeling about the Rams though. I I really I don't know if I'm overrating the wild card performance here, but uh, Stafford could be hit or miss every week. But if he shows up, man, they are tough to stop. And that's what happened in Week Three when these teams played. Stafford wasn't missing a whole lot of throws in that game, and you know he threw for like 370 yards and four touchdowns. Now the Bucks had all their backup corners in there at the time, but you know the Rams are trending. Uh, with their stars making plays, OBJ in the red zone and Vaughn Miller rushing off the edge. Bucks have uh, Tristan Wirfs, their starting right tackle, hurt. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, the Rams can pressure Brady, and I think they've got the ingredients to pull the upset here. So I might pick the Rams this week and go against Tommy, which is, uh, you know, he's 16 and what, 14 and 2 in divisional games. <laughs> played a whole season of divisional games in his career, which is nuts. Uh, the other stat, I think he's got six wild card games and 10 Super Bowls that he's played in. It's just crazy. But um, I, I think the Rams, I, you know, I, 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 I like the way they're trending right now. Yeah, look, I love the way they're, they're playing. How about Cam Akers? He's from here. And uh, what about tearing your Achilles and playing six That's months crazy. later and throwing up 95 yards of total offense in your first game back, Steve? It was nuts. And he looked fast and explosive. He had the deep ball. Uh, he could have caught it, but it was underthrown a little bit. But uh, just crazy. I mean, the Achilles used to put you out for 12 months, and then when you came back, it took, it took another year to get back to full speed. He looked as explosive as ever. I mean, Cam Akers, that was such a bad injury 
for the Rams that they went and traded for Sony Michelle, gave up a fourth rounder during the preseason just because, hey, they, they, we need a running back this year. And all of a sudden, Cam Akers is back, and they've got an explosive back, you know, runner back there. So, yeah, I think it's huge. Um, we'll see if they can get going on the ground against a really good Bucks run defense. But um, having a little extra balance on that Rams offense, I think, is, uh, is pretty important. So you take the points. All right, last one. Um, boy, how do you – the Bills had the perfect game on offense. And yeah. now you've got to shake that and kind of erase it going into playing at Arrowhead and, and the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Mahomes that have lived here for a while now. So do you expect a, a big letdown or no, Bo, this is going to go all the way down and be one hell of a football game? It's, it's like one of the tough things about football analysis, right? Like you want to look, and I just did it with the Rams. You want to look at the last thing you saw and then say, well, that's going to happen again. But it's literally impossible for the Bills to do what they did again, right? I mean, there's no, they're not going to score in every possession. Josh Allen had one of the best quarterback games uh, in recent memory. Uh, it, everything was going so well. He admitted his first touchdown, he was throwing the ball away. And Dawson Knox just jumped up and snatched <laughs> it out of the incredible. air, right? That's how great the Bills were the other night. And um, so, yeah, the, the thing about this game, though, Josh Allen, if he plays superhuman, I think they can win, right? But the Bills do match up well against the Chiefs. It's, it's almost as if they've built their team to stop the pass. They're a little bit lighter up front, so maybe power running teams give them some issues, but the Chiefs don't do that. I mean, the Bills are equipped. They've, they've, they've built their team for this game to beat the Chiefs and slow down Mahomes. The first matchup, Mahomes dropped back 70 times and didn't even average five yards per attempt. Now, again, I don't know if you could replicate that, but the Bills are one of those teams that can give the Chiefs problems. But I'm, I like the way the Chiefs are figuring things out these last few weeks. Uh, I think they're over that midseason wall. They have Byron Pringle stepping up. They've got Michael Hardman stepping up to go with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That's what the Chiefs needed all season. So I, I like what they've started to figure out offensively. So I think it'll be a great competitive game. Not It was the Bills running away with it on that Sunday night football game when the Chiefs were really bad defensively at that point in the season. So I think it'll be much more competitive this time around. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, talking NFL, Steve Palazzolo. Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. All right, so as far as how much the way that Belichick got worked last week, okay, the greatest coach ever. I mean, how much money would you have lost, Steve, if someone would have offered that up to you? Hey, this is what I think is going to play out, Steve. I want you to either handicap it or bet it considering what the Bills did to the mighty Patriots? I mean, that, what, do I have to lay 40? Do we expect a 40-point <laughs> game? What do we, what, what's the breakdown here? I mean, the, the Patriots also, they were missing a couple corners on the COVID list. You could tell they were a little depleted. Um, I do think high level, if you look back at the Patriots season, they did overachieve a little bit. Uh, I think they settled back in. It's kind of weird. Like the Cardinals, if you look at the Cardinals season, they kind of landed in a decent spot. Like, oh, they won, you know, 11, 12 games, whatever it was, and they were they made progress even though they collapsed at the end. New England kind of just took a step forward, probably found their future quarterback, but landed where they should have. Like they never really should have been in that number one seed conversation, and they just beat up on bad teams, you know. So 
I think they're trending in the right direction, even though Belichick's because, you know, he's going to turn 70. Uh, they've got some pieces to build around, but I think the Patriots ended up landing where they should have been, which is, you know, early exit in the playoffs. That's, that's kind of a good season for, I think, what New England had uh, as far as their roster goes. All right, let me throw this out to you since you've been on Colin Cowherd's show. Um, Colin has his theories. Some are good, some are awful, uh, but he has a great show. Um, so his theory this week is that Belichick hasn't adjusted to what the game gives you today, which is all the rules and the way it's called and the way it's played favors the offense. Now, we've had these discussions with you dozens of times the last couple of years as you join us. Um, and he says that Andy Reid and the Chiefs organization has gone all in on the way that the game has pivoted and changed the last, well, the last 20 years, but definitely the last seven to 10 years, the last decade. Are you considering Belichick's inability to load the boat with skill players and Kansas City's uh, having the ability to do that among the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and so on? Where do you land on that theory from Cowherd? Um, a little, a little in the middle. I mean, I do think I, I do agree that the Patriots are behind as far as going all in, as far as um, skill positions go. Now, on the other hand, they did this off season, right? Maybe they didn't get the right guys, but they they gave Hunter Henry and John U. Smith ridiculous contracts at tight end. They paid Kendrick Bourne at wide receiver. Maybe they didn't pick the right guys, but they attacked that position group this off season. I, and, and the other part about maybe attacking the field with you know with the pass game. Yeah, Mac Jones back there. He's a rookie. You're, you know, kind of treating him with kid gloves. Maybe he could handle more. But I think Belichick's strategy would be different if Belichick, if Brady was still in the building, you know. But if the in the other part about it with the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs have embraced the game theory of, like I said earlier in the interview here, they pass the ball more than anybody above expectations. They've embraced that. I think the Chiefs left meat on the bone this offseason by only by not upgrading the receiving core now. Maybe Byron Pringle and Michael Hardman are fine, but I think the Chiefs went too far with rebuilding their offensive line and not far enough with bringing more playmakers in there. I got right? you. I mean, if you're the Chiefs okay. every single year, like I want to instill fear in opposing defenses, and it starts with Tyreek and Kelsey. Give me the third guy, right? Go get a monster in the draft this year and uh, and make them uncoverable. So I'm, 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 I get it overall. I think the Chiefs have embraced it. I think they can embrace it more. And, yeah, the Patriots have to do more as far as building their passing attack this offseason. All right, I got two minutes or so. As far as job openings, why do you think Kellen Moore is getting all these interviews? I mean, I think he's probably pretty good in the grand – but but in, in the NFL where I would think that there, all these staffs should be loaded with talent, um, I mean, he's already been with the Broncos. He's interviewing with the Dolphins. I understand – why Quinn is is getting the interviews. He was within a whisker of winning a Super Bowl with the Falcons. Why do you think Kellen is? Is it because he's young and on the offensive side of the football? How do you see it? I think that I think that's it. I also think he had initial he had early success with Dallas, right? Um, the tough thing that's the, the tough thing to like separate here is how much I mean, there's a pretty clear line in the sand from Dak in Dak's production since Amari Cooper showed up. And then once they added C.D. Lamb to the mix, it's like, okay, there's the, the production has gone up, right? So how much of that is simply the, the talent? How much of that is the offensive coordinator? I do think high-level, Kellen Moore's been an upgrade there in Dallas, but I also don't think he's been special. But I think people go back like, yeah, young offensive coordinator, and he had early success. So it's just in their mind, 
that he's the guy. I'm interested in the guys like Brian Dayball, who who took a Josh Allen and took him from a project to a star. Yes, and actually developed the player. That's fascinating to me because that's what you have to do in a new place. You're, you know, when Kellen goes to a new place, he's not going to have Dak and then three awesome receivers and a good tight end, most likely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm fence-sitting on a lot of stuff, but I'm kind of fence-sitting on Kellen Moore, too, as a head coaching candidate. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, straight out of Cincinnati, Steve Palazzolo, that city is on fire. They've been partying for a couple of weeks now, and uh, they'll play down in Nashville this weekend. That's our 3.30 game. So that's exciting. Steve Palazzolo, thank you, buddy. Have a great weekend, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy the game. See you, dude. Uh, Steve Palazzolo joined us on the Corona Premier guest line. Pair of Corona with some crawfish from Mudbugs. And uh, you'll love it. You'll love me for uh, sharing that with you. Mudbugs has the number one crawfish in the state of Mississippi. Their shrimp is great. Nachos, very, very underrated. Believe it or not, pulled pork sandwich, too. Uh, Mudbugs Crawfish, Slinging Crawfish, two locations in Rankin County. They can also cater. I mean, Matt's done like 1,200-pound catering jobs and so on. So uh, if you're going to thank your employees or clients or uh, parishioners this spring, Mudbugs, uh, they can hook up the rig, go to your destination, and cook delicious crawfish and potatoes and corn and mushrooms for you and your people. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Steve Robertson coming up in 30 minutes on the Corona Premier Guest Line.